Business and life coach Brian Wood and health and athletic performance expert Jen Graffis from Q Life share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Now, let's join the Triple M team on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. We are still missing our Mars individual. Am I being heard right? Yes. Um, Mr. Brian. Missing in action. I know. I know. Two weeks in a row. I know. Whoa. Well, I, I the only reason I'm saying that is because I skated in last week in the nth hour or two, but I'm here today, Brian. Here. You get extra points. <laughs> extra points. Mm-hmm. He's going to love that. I know. So we're heading into bikini season. We are. I don't know if we ever lose bikini what? season in Arizona. Is that? We don't really. Yeah. It's so March and everybody's laying out by the pools already because it's the first week of, you know, 80 degree weather. So any yeah. extra cue marks that we can actually remember? Cue marks that we can remember, you know, really all we have to do is move. Oh, you just got to move. Do and, something uh, fun. And Jen's square project healthy. is still in order. Jen Squared Project, yeah, actually, yeah. the other part of Jen Squared, um, I believe, called me, so I need to call her back so we can yeah. absolutely figure that out. She was actually, you know, we, we pre-record, I guess, I have to be honest sometimes, but um, right. just sometimes. Uh, she's actually going to be, or she will have been, on the TV, St. Patrick's Day, and wow. she's talking about green enough to eat. Jen Johnson, yeah. yes, that's Our celebrity. Exciting. Celebrity, Full yes. organic chef. That's very exciting. Mm. So anything special that we should avoid eating? Right now, a Or the lot alcohol. Of, is the alcohol. Well, alcohol, yeah, but in moderation because, you know, red wine does the body good well, sometimes. Well, when you say moderation, I think that means different things to different people. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is moderation? Well, again, it's different things to different people. So if I have a client that, you know, admittedly drinks 12, you know, Diet Cokes in a day and thinks that it's okay because it's Diet Coke... What is that moderation for him or her? Mm. You know, um, initially, if he can just cut two or three out, that's actually a really strong step. And I think most people give up because they try to go cold turkey on everything. And I got to exercise five days a week and I have to cut everything out and I I can only eat chicken and broccoli. And then that's not sustainable. Mm. Do you recommend fasting? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in resetting the body for sure. Your taste buds turn over every 48 to 72 hours. So even in a course of three days... What can happen to your taste buds if you cut all sugar out, you cut caffeine, you don't have alcohol for three days. When you come back three days later and you have a same, the same something that might have really you might have really enjoyed, all of a sudden it tastes either so much saltier or so much sweeter because now your taste buds are accustomed to 
whether it be just, you know, fasting on nothing but vegetable juice or water or whatever, depending on what type of fast you, you've partaken in. Do you advise them to stay indoors and avoid people at that time too? Because you're <laughs> omitting a lot of stuff that make people happy. It makes people very, very cranky. Not, not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, you know, I've shared, I've, I've done the candida diet quite a few times because I have gut, yeah, that's a serious one. gut issues and, mm-hmm. you know, with my Hashimoto's and autoimmune and, and it makes you pretty cranky and it makes your head spin and headaches and all of the above. But Look, foods these days, foods are drugs. Sugar mm-hmm. is a drug, and it affects you no different than any other addiction, whether and how you expel it in your body is different for every single person. You can break out by you know fasting. You know Your skin and your whole body reacts entirely differently. But mm-hmm. then when you fuel it with not eating not, drinking nothing but water, like I know for a fact that when I don't drink coffee and I drink nothing but water for a month straight, my skin freshens up. I lose the bags underneath my eyes. You know, you're totally hydrated. Hydration gives you more energy. So all of those things are, are great things. But again, then finding that moderation of, okay, so how am I going to really live my, am I going to live my entire life only drinking water? You know, probably not, but I only drink decaf coffee once a day, limit my alcohol, but I still do have alcohol occasionally because, you know, it's just, I enjoy it and it's just a little vice for me. So warm hugs, warm hugs from Gwen, from Gwen. red <laughs> wine. Absolutely. So do you have a uh, teamwork, a little community that can do a three day cleanse so that they can all be grumpy together so that they can all be grumpy and support each other? Would you be th- open to that? I think you are just throwing it out I there. Just, you're throwing it out there for maybe a spring cleanse. Is that what oh, you want to do? Spring cleaning. So we can do a spring cleaning. All right. I'm going to talk to Jen. Let's do okay, it. Let's do it. All right. So someone that does not avoid people, actually just the opposite. She loves networking. It's Tish time. She's our guest today. She's a networking strategist. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. That's pretty I mean, cool. I though. love networking, so I'm excited to mm-hmm. learn more about Tish. She's a speaker. She's a corporate trainer. She's the founder and CEO of Hire Tim's Training and Coaching Group. I'm, I am hearing myself a little weird today, but maybe it's just me. Um, Tish is a networking expert, coach, professional facilitator, speaker, and trainer. Speaker for professional associations, conferences regarding business development, workplace improvement, communication, confidence building, workshops, one-on-one consultations, group facilitations, and individual performance training are not the typical packaged programs. Her ability to address free-flowing dialogue and inquire allows individuals and groups to grow past their own obstacles and develop tools for success. Tish Times, man, I've known you for a little bit, and uh, you travel a lot, too. So do you meet a lot on the travels? I, you know, I, I love traveling, um, but I and thank also you for love being, being here. I, yeah, I'm like, I just want to warm up to you. I'm like, hey, <laughs> absolutely. I love traveling, but I love my family so much more. So I love being at home and getting a chance to hang out with them. I just got back in town on Sunday morning and um, back out again next week. So it's uh, kind of it's fun, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you find that it makes you appreciate when you're home? Absolutely. A lot more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a family girl. Yeah. Big time family girl. So I appreciate it. I look forward to it. We really stress quality time when we're together, whether it's just watching a movie, we go all in, you know, <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that quality time, like really being invested in that moment. And one of the other things that you're involved in is um, with with Dana Patton is Girls Rule. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that because that's definitely a huge network that's grown in a big way. Absolutely. That's one of my, I mean, many loves. I have been involved in some type of youth organization for God, the past decade easily. Um, and so when I connected with Dina when I first got to Arizona and was given the opportunity to serve on the board um, for Girls Rule Foundation, I'm actually the 
beautiful, brilliant, and bold event um, chair in, in the event. In the, what I do is I help select the four winners that we select every year um, that win the beautiful, brilliant, and bold award in their schools. They're normally nominated by their teachers or counselors, sometimes parents and other people in their community for just really standing out in the world. And that's just one of the few things that Girls Rule does. That's just my little piece of it. Um, but we get a chance to work with girls from the ages of 12 to 18, really helping them to find themselves, to inspire confidence within them, to really own their lives. And so that when they get to our age, when they get to a place in life, they're um, just a little bit further ahead because of the connections that they've made and the influence that they've had. How do you pick a winner? I don't, personally. Yeah. I have a committee. Um, I get about 10 female entrepreneurs, powerhouse entrepreneurs who um, come from all over. It's always a anonymous panel. Nice. And we have everybody go through the um, nominations. And we normally fight it out because it's so hard to pick four girls when you have sometimes 100 or 200 nominations. Wow. Um, so it takes us a little while, but, but we get to it. We Are there it. certain targets that they have to each meet? Or is there something that kind of guides you along the process? Yeah, we do have um, a form that we kind of allow ourselves to, to kind of narrow the, 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 the um, nominations down a little bit. But for the most part, they just have to be doing something that really stands out in their community, in their school. Um, a lot of them, they come with... with these backgrounds that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm slacking because they are so <laughs> phenomenal at 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, we do have a few um, guidelines that we follow, but it doesn't make it much easier, though. And so, can anyone nominate anyone? Yes. Anybody. Um, in, right now, it's all of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Anyone in Arizona can be nominated. Um, but, yeah, anyone can nominate a, a young girl from Arizona. And is it an essay that they have to fill out or a form, or how does the nomination take place? It is a form. The first year I was on the board, we did an essay, and we, you're talking about reading. Oh, my God. So we pared it down and asked some very specific questions um, and asked them to keep it to a certain length. So now it really is a form that they fill out. There's, there's paragraph you know, right. answers, but um, it allows them to make sure that we're meet, they're meeting the criteria that we're asking for. Awesome. I love that. It's like a celebration of womanhood. Absolutely. On, on the reach to womanhood. I and know. How did Girls Rule start? Like how long has it been in existence? Good gracious. Well, Dina Patton was um, one of the founders. She phenomenal. Had, I know. Fantastic. I, she used to be a showgirl. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. And uh, There's a picture out there. I, mean, I was just like, what? She's done some amazing things. Yeah. She and two of her best friends got together and started Girls Rule Foundation. Um, one of them passed away. Mm-hmm. And what happened is um, because of that, that kind of propelled Dina to move forward. One, the other partner um, just made some different decisions and went right. in a different direction. So Dina really, you know, runs it along with the board now. Um, it's been in existence, got over a decade, but I know we've been really kind of honed in on it for probably about the last five years, um, maybe even longer than that. So don't quote me on that. But I know I've been involved for about that long. Um, and it's just, you know, again, it's a, a phenomenal organization that really changes the lives of girls. I love the part that I play because I get to have, you know, face-to-face time with these young ladies. We do a monthly mentoring um, program and really just help them to focus on whatever that topic might be that month. It's, it's really, really cool. I love it. And you have boys. I do. So no, you're like me. I'm like... <laughs> What is a girl? All <laughs> boys. But what's so funny is I am an adopted mom for so many girls. Aww. I didn't have any by birth, but I have more girls that call me mom than you would believe. Yeah. And you know they usually come yeah. later down the line. Yeah. Like I've got the girlfriends now hanging out and I am in love right. with these girls. Right. And now I did get a Aww. gift. I got a grandbaby girl. <gasps> you did? 
Yes, and so she is my, you know, my little uh, like present, and we are like, she's my girl. We hang out. She's four. <laughs> so uh, when can we nominate her? Oh, I know. <laughs> really soon. We might have to push the 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 nomination, you know, criteria back to get her oh, in. But awesome. but yeah, she's phenomenal. Oh, that's awesome. So this is so fascinating because twelve to eighteen is the exact age group that I work with as well really? as far as athletes. So <gasps> how cool is that? Oh, I mean, I would love to get more information, and we have yeah. to connect because I do the same thing. But my cam- I have a Q Life camp that I do for it's a three and a half hour event that i do for usually it's um female athletes that's who i connect with the most oh my god and it's about goal setting and mental mindset and who you surround yourself with it sounds like very similar but we definitely and connect yeah. i mean it's be- she also works with the breakthrough so a lot of times like i love the fact that there's certain things that girls can't accomplish until they work with you and it's breaking through it's getting mm. through that mindset to I work create with that kids ability. who have mental blocks and wow. things that they're struggling with and so i do one-on-one as well accountability and just trying to help them push through to like Elisa said whatever they might be struggling with. So. Oh, my God. I'll definitely connect you with Dean, and I'm sure we'll talk some yeah, more as well. We great. have a summer camp um, See, coming up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, exactly. I'm guest speaker as well, do, going around to cheer camps and softball camps and stuff and speaking to girls about those types of things. So oh, wow. perfect. Very so, cool. Yes. Very cool. All right. So I want to get back to a topic on something really special that you created, and it's the... Networking is not a one night stand. Yes, Did I get it right? That is correct. <laughs> That's the title of the book. <laughs> so I, when we met, you were still in the creation of it, but yeah. it was definitely something that really called you in because I think there was a feeling of either dropping the ball or not executing fully on the business cards that you have sitting around right. on your desk that are worth money. Absolutely. This book has been in my heart for, like you said, for years. Um, I, I finished it last September And the reason it was so important to me is, I mean, if I kind of take it way back, you know, in a nutshell, I was, I lacked confidence. I was one of those girls that had the appearance of confidence because of my stature and I was visible because I was a basketball player. Um, I was active in different school activities. So people made the assumption I was really confident and that was so far from the truth. So I was that person that kind of needed that affirmation. I needed that cheering on. So basketball was great because people were always clapping for me and I was on the paper and all those things. When I got out of school, I realized, God, when it got silent, I wasn't having all of that cheer squad following me around. It was like, oh my God, I, you know, am I'm needing something externally, not from the inside. All that to kind of, you know, moving forward. When I got into my career, I found myself almost like either afraid to make those connections, even though I was in a sales kind of position, um, or I found myself overcompensating to try to get people to like me because I didn't think I was cool enough, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I have just learned because of my background and now what I do in watching people, people really miss out on building great relationships when we come to networking because people sometimes see networking as a social activity. You go meet some people, you you know, you have some food or you drink or whatever the case might be, but not really recognizing the huge opportunities available if we really build relationships. And, you know, when, when I talk about and I teach that business cards really are equal to dollars. And if we don't take the time to follow up, if we don't really build those connections the way that we ought to, you know, see it as dollars evaporating from your bank account because you're missing out on opportunities to have great relationships that will pay you over and over again reciprocally. You know, you can, you're giving and you're receiving um, but if we only see it as, you know, I'm, I'm going to meet this person, I'm going to go back to my regular day job, and then life is going to take over, I'm not going to reconnect with them, then you're missing out. And um, that's what the premise of this book is, is getting people to not treat 
networking, like a a, net, a one night stand dating type of thing, where it's like I'll call you, you know, you know you're not gonna call <laughs> that type of thing. So I'm not gonna call you. <laughs> yeah, that I'll call you with the wink kind of thing, um, and really understand the value of of really building the relationships that you can build and seeing it. I mean, it, it can blossom into so much more if we will do the right thing as potential networking. And you know, that's so funny that you say that because this, this just reminds me of the other day, actually last week when I was coming back from New Orleans, I, we were late for the plane. We literally were the last three on the plane. Everybody's staring at us because we're the ones holding up the plane. And I had to grab the first seat. So I grabbed the first seat and it was in between two pretty large gentlemen. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just <laughs> sorry. Here yeah. I am. And we sat we sat down and the one gentleman was asleep and the other gentleman. So there was pretty much no conversation throughout the majority of the flight. And I wrote in my journal and I tried to get caught up on a couple of things. And towards the end, I kind of actually thought about, I wonder, this guy's pretty large next to me. Like, I wonder what he does. I wonder, like I started doing that in my head. Yeah. And finally, about 45 minutes before the flight was over, I striked up a conversation with him and by doing so come to find out he was an NFL player and he was um, a player agent and we had a lot in common. And by the end of the 30 minute conversation, we were exchanging business cards and he's like, by the way, let me know if your son ever needs anything. I know he's in the college shopping process. I'd be happy to talk to him. I love to talk to kids. And if you don't open your mouth, you just don't know. You miss opportunities. You miss entire Mm -hmm. opportunities. And then my son and my daughter who were at the back end of the plane, came back down to the baggage and he introduced himself to my kids and was like, your mom's told me all about you. And, and you know, those, it's those opportunities that I think so often we do miss because we're afraid we're going to offend somebody or we don't want to take the time to talk to them on an airplane because we think we might be, you know, intruding in their time or energy. And really that's what the world is all about is relationship building and intrude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and treat it like that. Because sometimes we go into a networking event and just because we have a name tag on, we change and we're this robotic, you know, I have to say things so perfect, (laughs) awkward, it's so fake and I just hate it. And it's like if we would treat it just like you did, I'm sitting beside someone on the plane or I'm standing in the line at Walmart or, you know, just like you would sitting at a gym watching your kid play basketball, just having a conversation, being yourself, you will have the best results so much more than trying to pretend to be this, you know, guru of your industry right. and trying to impress people right. because you turn more people off that way than you, would, than you would ever imagine. Yeah. I and think it also comes from that fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just turn people into robots. Like yeah. you said, it's not even real. It, yeah. yeah. And when I was I'm a speaker for the fitness industry and, you know, we go to the big Ursa show and then the first night is the big, you know, networking, happy hour, social. And it's so interesting to me because... It's just like you said, everybody walks in there and everybody's got their name tag on. It's like you scroll through the place and you see who you're going to talk to, where in all actuality, I make so many more connections, not in that environment, right. because everybody is so just not themselves yep. that I'd rather just go have coffee with somebody and just meet one person and have that really intimate relationship and conversation as opposed to, hey, what are you here for? Hey, what are you here for? Oh, OK, let's go have a drink. Like, it's yeah. just it's just not you're right. It's not comfortable. Yeah. And when we can. And I have another, my really good friend, um, she was in the mortgage business forever. And um, her husband went to an office job every single day. And it was so fascinating because she's like, you know, I, I live this lifestyle and I get to go play tennis. And then I go work out at the gym. And she's like, I meet all of my clients through tennis and through going to the gym and through be- having lunches. And, and while everybody else perceives it as a, oh, you know, you live that lush lifestyle. 
but I actually, that's where I meet and make all those relationships with my clients. And then she has standing lasting relationships because they become friends. And, and I think that's the true success that we can have when we develop those relationships. People tend to think that, you know, business is one thing and then, you know, personal friendships or whatever, or something completely different. Whereas I'm like, have business BFFs, you know, have those people that you become their person. There are people in my life that I would never dare call another, you know, company for, like my insurance person, for instance. I would never call, you know, blah, blah, blah down the street for insurance only because this person has really earned my respect. They've earned my trust. They've really earned my business. And if we will do that for the people that we interact with, oh, my God. It's it's a it's a, a game changer. It Absolutely. really is. Long term is better. I like how you mentioned insurance because that's one of those things that most people will shop for price mm-hmm. versus for the value. Right. And I know the insurance companies had just had a an increase, but having that close relationship, and I have one with my insurance company too, where it's I I looked around, but I knew that at the end of the day, if something were to happen, my agent would take care of me. Absolutely. And I didn't want to chance it with someone else. Yeah. I mean, that's the the difference because if you just have what we call transactional relationships, (laughs) the moment you are a little bit higher than the competition or the moment even you make a mistake, that's the other thing. You know what I mean? When you position yourself in those great relationships, when things do go wrong, that person's not like, oh, you're out of here. I'm not going to do business Mm -hmm. with you. That relationship allows you to be able to work through those tough spots Mm -hmm. and be able to maintain that relationship. And they're not going to go shop something else because your prices went up or because you had, you know, a missed call or something like that. It really does change the game for you and your business. And it allows you to really be able to project your year from a sales perspective differently then when you're like, well, I hope I meet somebody or I hope this happens, you're like, you know what? I know that these things, they're not guaranteed, but they're much more likely to stay than those yeah. people that are very transactional. Well, and things are going to happen. I mean, yeah. we're human. It's funny. We have the saying, the fail fast here. So mm-hmm. when you do find the way that's going to work better, and I think sometimes it's also what's worked for years may not always be working right. for the future. Right. So it's, you know, learn to evolve, learn to communicate, learn to be in close contact with your clients. Like I love the weekly check-in to me. That is like by far one of the best things. And it could be more than that one, you know, one time a week, but it's just staying, you know, current to what's happening. And even from health issues, like knowing about that with my client helps me, you know, work with them better. Cause I'm like, okay, so this happened, let's, let's work this way. Or maybe she's not going to be able to show up to this event, but let's, you know, let's find a way to get you there. Absolutely. You know, we developed a um, really a done-for-you. We call it hands-free follow-up. So we actually do follow-up for our clients because, you know, some people are very apprehensive about picking up the phone or they just don't have the, the resources or the staff to help with that. But the cool thing about that is that we develop a 12-step process that allows you to stay in front of your clients very consistently. You know, we've put some things in place where there's a telephone call, there's an email, there's a handwritten note, there's a gift that's sent. There's, you know, there's this process that for the person who, in all honesty, has been invisible to their clients for so long, now really starts to look like a rock star. And it really does begin to develop a different type of relationship, but put you in a better position with those clients that, you know, only would see you when it was time to renew their, you know, their contract. Otherwise, it really does help. And it teaches, our, it teaches our clients how you really want to maintain those connections instead of just signing a contract, going away, and then coming back when it's time to renew. And it goes right. back to appreciation, like really showing it and, yeah. and coming from that. 
One thing that you said, you addressed the free-flowing dialogue. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about, about that, because that one kind of intrigued me. Well, I mean, I know, and I'll tell you, to be honest with you, that bio is a little bit old. Um, it really focuses a lot more on my corporate training, which is, I do, I do a lot of that, because I think sales, networking, it's all communication. And so we do a lot of communication training. But what we do is we want to really give people the freedom to have that free-flowing dialogue. Um, have you ever went to an event, and you talked to three people, and they all almost sounded alike. You know, hi, my name is, and I teach people to do it. And, and <laughs> Back I'm to the just, robot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it really takes away from that relationship possibility or even that conversation because you're like, okay, you just sounded like that guy or you just sounded like this person. Whereas when we really do develop that free-flowing dialogue and we give people the freedom to do so by asking questions that show you care. That's what we love to teach is really, you know, show, ask the types of questions that show I want to know about you. Not how much you're going to pay me necessarily right now or not, you know, if you can become my client right this moment. Tell me about you. Tell me a little bit about why are you passionate about what you do? What is it that really drew you to this particular industry? Get excited about them because the, the one thing people love to talk about more than anything else me. is themselves, right? <laughs> and so we really want to create that free-flowing dialogue mm-hmm. to allow people to feel like they can kind of take that, that you know, the name tag, um, shoulders up kind of stiffness and be able to relax and say, oh, my God, this is so different. Nobody ever asked me those kind of questions in a networking environment. That sets you apart more than anything else. You're going to be remembered for that more so than how you know flawless your introduction was. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about when I say that. I think it's also like taking away the always on yes, situation. Like yes. networking is always an opportunity. Yeah. There's always a chance you can the store, the airport, yeah. the plane, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's being that authentic self that yeah. really kind of hones in that uniqueness that really people want to work with. Right. And not everyone wants to work with you. That's another thing you got to And remember. that's okay. Yeah. You know, because there's some people that just aren't supposed to be in your life. And that's, that's a good thing. But I think probably about five years ago, I gave myself permission to just be myself. You know what I mean? I mean, just like, you know what? This is who I am. I am not going to try to remember five different people (laughs) and, and, you know, slide into this different facade of who I'm supposed to be in front of certain people. Because I I know from from my own experience that people do business with people that they really do like. Um, And the thing I hear more than anything is people say, you know what? I like working with you because you're really authentic. And that to me is the biggest compliment because there was a time I wasn't. I teach this because I've been there, right? I'm not just, I didn't just write a book or read a book about it. I've been there. I've been on both sides of the coin. And this feels so much better both for me and for the people that I'm interacting with. And I know that my clients have that same experience. I love that. So speaking of networking, so how do you feel about like networking groups and as far as where someone might start with networking or do we need to do this on the flip side? Are we good? Okay. Okay. Um, So how do you feel about those types of events or do you recommend them? Well, I I do. I mean, I think that there's networking groups are always a great opportunity to meet new people. My thing is making sure you're finding the right group. What I find is people go to an event because someone sent them an invitation. Someone said you you should come instead of really researching it, finding out who's really there. If you're really clear on your ideal client, you should be going to the places where your people are hanging out, the people who need you the most, opposed to just going to an event because an event's taking place. Um, And so, yeah, I definitely love networking groups, just the right group with the right people um, and making sure that you're engaging it in a way that's really beneficial for the people you're interacting with as well as for yourself. Right. What is the oddest place you found a client? I know I throw this crazy question at you too. Like, have you remembered any time that you're like, I never thought I would have found a client here? 
I'm thinking there's probably a few different things. I definitely found one on an airplane. And it was funny because I was like wanting to put my headphones on, close my eyes. I was so tired. I was totally not in the mood to talk to anybody. And the lady starts talking to me and I was just like, you know, just let it go and just (laughs) strike up this conversation only to find out she's like the CEO of this huge environmental company who needed company training for her people. Right. And I was just like, wow, I would have blown that if I (laughs) would have, you know, allowed myself to just kind of doze off to sleep. So that's definitely something, you know, it's not funny. It's funny because of the way it it would have happened had I made a different decision. Um, God, I got to think about that one. There's, there's so many different things. I mean, I've, I've got clients in my kids games um, you know, it's funny because that's usually when you have your guard down. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I, yeah. and it's funny because it's that you never, you're always the same person. Right. Like there's never a time and we've gone to the spa together yeah. and it's like the same person there that's here right now. <laughs> and it's not an on or off switch. And I love that about you. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a little break now <laughs> and we're actually be right back, but let's talk, you know, maybe some more ideas on where to meet people. That sounds good. Mom, where are my credits? I have them. I'm coloring my credit again. Let's color my credit. Well, color my credit is a simple method I created to explain kind of a complicated financial document. We have a lot of those in our life. You'll you'll grow and you'll see that you want to grow your money, but there's a whole lot of paper you don't understand. So what I do is try to color it and give it a method of understanding what you need to do to make it better. Are you ready for that? Yep. For more information, call Alyssa Glutz. Go to colormycredit.com. Want to make sure your message is heard? Ring in the new year with Frame the Message, Inc. That's INK.com. Visuals are the way to the future. They capture attention and help summarize large amounts of information quickly. Graphic recording has become one of the most popular tactics for mastering communication. Frame the Message, Inc. can create a colorful frame for your audience to interact with. Get your point across in ways that people will remember. Add a little extra jingle to your message this year with Frame the Message, Inc. That's INK.com. Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring a nap? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes, prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480-813-9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Welcome back. So we're talking to Tish Times from tishtimes.com, coacher, networking <laughs> queen. What else can I call you? Amazing. Well, before um, we go into that, Elisa, oh. I want to know where your most obscure place is All right, that you you've met it? a client. I'm ready. I've been thinking about it. Social media. That's not obscure. Is it? <laughs> that's it. That's the creepiest place. <laughs> creepiest place. It's creepiest place I can find. But actually, it's funny because that's one of those places where um, letting go of any pretense is sometimes difficult because you can hide so easily. Yeah. And throwing it out there and being genuine was the times that people actually reach out the most. Right. You know, when I'm like, all right, I messed this one up. Or a blog that really came from the heart, you know, with yeah. tears. Right. You know, those moments mm-hmm. that you're like, oh. <gasps> 
I gotta get this out. Yeah. And um, those are the ones that really impact, and people reach out for that. Right. And I think that's the that's the key when you're either networking and and I, actually I think social media is a form of network. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and it's utilized. Um, Sometimes not to the best ability. I was going to say, if used correctly, it can, can be, be a great. great. Yeah. It can be great or it can mm-hmm. be good. You're right. I actually just thought of one as well. We met a client slash great networking person through a karaoke bar. Oh. <laughs> right? Twice. Twice. I, I went back. I know. I saw yeah, that. that was actually interesting. We won't name names. but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. I just thought of it. Okay. Good Lord. Yes. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I host retreats for my clients. Matter of fact, we're about to do one on the this, end of this month. And so we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I had about maybe 12, 12 or 15 of our clients there. And uh, we spend the day doing business stuff, and then we always have an evening event of some sort, um, fun type of thing. And that particular time I'd created, had a spa day. As you know, I'm a spa girl. I love that. And so we're in Albuquerque, and we go to the spa, but they had just had a power outage. And they were saying, you know what, we're working on it. We're going to give you all free um, like hot spring or something, whatever. Oh, they have these it. things in the yeah, back, right? Nice. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. So we go out to the back and we get in the little tubs. And we're just talking. You know, all of us have our bathing suits on because we're in this tub. And then we start looking around and nobody else has bathing suits on. Everybody's, oh, <laughs> everybody's different springs. <laughs> everybody's naked. And we're just like, then we see the sign that says it's a clothing optional <laughs> place. So we're already in the tub now and we're just like, okay, just keep talking. And so the you know they're working on the the um electricity and what ends up happening is there's bubbles going in ours but then the bubbles i guess they ran out because of electricity so it's like no bubbles and so you can see pretty much everything for the people that Lovely. are now getting into the mm-hmm. to the water and this one lady just lays back and she's like i mean just out there <laughs> and she's talking about so what do you guys do and we're starting to talk and yeah she actually did start oh, i need to i need to talk wow. to you and so yeah a naked connection so you, so you <laughs> a, naked, a naked in the hot tub connection yeah. i love it weirdest wow. thing ever it's a new group altogether well you know the funniest thing was one of my clients who i love so dearly she's a financial consultant so conservative super really? conservative so the whole time she's looking around like trying to find where to put her eyes because she's just like freaking out in this group hot tub it was so funny <laughs> yeah like, did you, you guys take your... your bathing suits off i did not oh <laughs> i did not talk about Stop taking shittle. you out of your comfort zone oh, yeah. right yeah. a little yeah. different yeah for sure mm-hmm. how about you q what's, what's the most interesting place you've well met i think i was just thinking the karaoke bar was kind of an interesting one that we stepped up at and um gosh i don't i can't even off the top of my head probably kids events you know mm-hmm. Um, just it's funny it makes me think of places that I've met um, where I've started relationships too like it's it's a it's funny has the name of your book kind of plays along that you know where it's also a relationship that develops Mm -hmm. and I think we forget that we are always able to create a relationship regardless if it goes into that direction or not yeah and I know we've talked to a couple of different dating experts in the past where you don't know where it could go. Like, go on that date. It could be your next partner. It could be your next client. It could be your next husband. Friend. Who knows? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. true. That happened for me. Oh. Well, I mean, when I first started dating my husband, number one, I thought, and he knows this. So I'm saying it publicly, but he knows this. <laughs> I thought he was a mama's boy. But it turns out he had just left 
Houston, where he's from, for the first time, you know, moved away for the first time. And he was just like, the whole first conversation was talking about, you know, my mom does this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I have two kids. I don't need another, you know, that kind of thing. Well, turns out he was fantastic. And we were engaged in two weeks. We were married in about four months. And we've been married for 22 years this year. Wow. So that's another Beautiful. one of those. I could have easily said, oh, yeah, no. But I'm glad I went on that date. So, <laughs> so do you, you obviously believe in love at first sight then? You know, for me, I do. And I always say for me because I've had people that said, well, it worked for you. I'm going to try it. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work for you, but it worked really well for me. I knew it from the bottom of my heart the moment we had our first conversation. Well, where were you at at that time, too? Because I think it does have a lot to do with what happens next. Like if you are aligned with who you are. Oh, my God. Yeah. You definitely will be attracting your ideal client, your ideal mate all that great stuff. So I had um, gotten married right out of high school because I was desperate for, you know, people telling me how great I was, right? And this guy told me and I fell in love with him. I married him right out of high school, but he was very abusive. And so I spent four years in a relationship with him. Very, very dangerous. Not good. But I took two years after I got divorced and just really, I mean, dug into finding myself, dug into um, getting to know myself from a spiritual perspective, growing, you know, all those types of things. And I was not on the search. I was so content with who I was. It was probably the first time in my life I was like, if a man comes, he comes. If he doesn't, he's, I don't care. That's I was the best really, time to find them. Yeah, I was so content in myself that it wasn't like that. Oh, my God, he's paying attention to me. It was just like, you know, this is a, you know, possibly a great friend. But once we had our first actual date, I knew he was the one. Um, but, yeah, it was it, I don't think had that happened even a year prior I would have not been ready and I wouldn't have seen him the same way. And he probably would have got the mess that I was and he wouldn't have been attracted to me either. Yeah, Yeah, your attraction goes up when you know who you are. Timing is a lot as well. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Mm, I love that. So tell us a little bit more about the book and where we can find it. Absolutely. Um, My book can be found on tishtimes.com. If you go to our success store, you can purchase it right there. You can also get it on Amazon.com. Um, I love, I tell you what, when you buy it from my site, however, we give you a few bonuses and um, get an opportunity to have a call with me. So you can get it either place, but if you want to hang out with me, get it from TishTimes.com. Um, and we always have them when we go to events. And um, whenever I'm speaking, I always take them with me as well. And what is your ideal client? I will tell you, I've created avatars from, you know, I really developed made it super clear for both my team and myself to really identify our, our ideal clients. So I have three. One is called Introvert Irene. And Introvert Irene is that person who has a phenomenal product or service. Um, very few people know about it because they're not as outgoing sharing who they are and maybe they don't go out to a lot of networking events and have those deeper conversations. My next ideal client is Networking Nancy. And networking Nancy is that person who's at every event. She's always on the go, always, you know, networking her little booty off, but she's not seeing the return on investment because she's not networking effectively. She's not picking the right events for her business. Mm -hmm. And then my third one is sales leader Susan. And sales leader Susan is a person who's probably in a company of some sort, maybe even in a network marketing type of an organization who has sales representatives who report to her, who she is responsible for that bottom line and motivating them to make sure that they stay, um, you know, on top as far as, as far as their selves are concerned. Um, we also do some corporate training, but as far as the networking piece, those are the people that I'm always um, wor- wanting to work with. I love how you've given them each 
Do they do you truly have the avatars? For I, them? I, if you go to my I website. Wait, I cannot wait to see. Go to tishtimes.com, click on the entrepreneur box, you'll see their you'll see their faces. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have like name tags for people that they wear on that too? I know, right? That should like go that far. Well, what we we do a few assessments um, and so we'll know based on that assessment where they fall into that. Mm-hmm. And can you so, take the assessment online? Um, no, you can't. But if you contact me, I can definitely, anybody yes. wants to contact me, they can, we can send it to them. Yeah. So easily. is it website the best way to reach yes. you? Okay. Um, you can email me, um, tish at tishtimes.com. Mm-hmm. Um, our phone number is right on the website. If you go to tishtimes.com, you can definitely easily find how to get in touch with us. And Facebook, is that a community that's growing for you yes. now? And kind of follow oh, you there? Yes. Um, we have what we call the Unstoppable Confidence Party Room on Facebook. <laughs> And if you are interested in joining us there, you know, you can um, ask to become a member. We can absolutely approve you and get you in there. Um, My Facebook page is Coach Tish Times. And just, you know, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to to answer questions and talk to anyone who might have some questions. Any upcoming events that we can come see you at? Well, I have a retreat, a business retreat that's going to be held in Tucson on the 24th and the 25th of this month. Um, I have several things coming up. I, I'm the speaking. Room for that one? Yeah, definitely. Talk, the about the, for talk about that retreat. What does that look like? The retreat is so much fun. Um, you've been to one of my three-day events. It's like taking my three-day event and really making it super personal, super intimate. So we only allow about 25 people to that event. And it's a blast. Yeah. It's, it is truly a party. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and it's, there's a lot of content, you know, lots and lots of content. Um, but lots of fun as well. People will walk away from the first quarter retreat. They always walk away with a plan for that next quarter and um, have some tools to really show them how to network more effectively, how to track their networking, how to track their sales, um, and how to really start conversations differently, better. And so it's a two-day you know, immersion in content that's going to help them to grow their business as well as make some great friends. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's also on the website. Where will it be in Tucson? Oh. That will be in Tucson um, at the Doubletree Williams something. <laughs> it is on the website. If you go to the events page, you can definitely find that. I also have um, what we're calling networking clinics that we're going to be hosting right here in Phoenix oh, on a fun. monthly basis. And those are purely designed to help people to network more effectively, to have some Q&A and to walk away with, you know, some some different types of plans. I have a networking playbook that accompanies this book, actually. That, I have that. Yeah, right. So they can actually look at how do they plan their entire year of networking. And so we'll be using that as a guide for those networking clinics. And I love how you track it. I think that's one of the things that most people forget to do. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you have this great system, you're using these wonderful tools, but then... How do you know if it's working? Absolutely. And that's the thing. The question I love to ask, especially female entrepreneurs, is, you know, how much of your revenue this year has come directly from your networking efforts? And most people will say, oh, all of it. Or, oh, you know, I don't really know. But if you really, you know, pare it down, it's like, okay, well, I'm spending $30 a month at this event. or I've joined this organization that costs me $1,000 a year. And I pay for my lunch every month. And when you really put those numbers together, it gets really expensive. And then if you put that against how much money you've made, how many clients you've actually attracted during those networking opportunities, sometimes it's a little lopsided. And if you're not tracking it, you will know that um, you won't know that you're losing money in most cases. And I think that's why I asked you about the how you felt about like the networking groups, the ones that make you commit to every single yeah. week. And, you know, there's a cost for annually. And there's a lot of things. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good networker and right. I like to build relationships. But then is there the value of having these 
what you say, forced weekly meetings where everybody is representative from different companies. But I've actually seen a lot of people grow really well because, you know, you're meeting the videographer that then can help you. And so that that cross relationship, I see the value in that. But also it just makes me wonder, like, you know, is it is it better or easier just to continue to be who you are mm-hmm. and network with everyone around you rather than at a forced meeting? So if that makes sense. I definitely agree. And I think it depends on your industry, because I will see people who are just that type of company that every person probably needs do so well in those type of environments. But then I have people who like, for instance, a financial advisor, she's like, you know, this isn't working for me because it's it, it's such a personal decision you can't really get to know someone in that type of environment unless you really take the time, invest the time to take that offline and really, you know, make that investment in that relationship. Right. So it, it can work for some people, but there are a large majority of people it doesn't work for. Um, and I'm not a big fan just because of my schedule. I really value my time. I'm not at a place right now in my business where I would commit to doing a weekly type of event that's Correct. like if you don't come, you don't get to stay in that type of thing, right. especially at the investment levels that some of these different organizations have. Um, so it's, it's definitely a personal decision, and I think based on your industry – um, doing that research, knowing who's in the room, I always say go to that website, call that event organizer, find out who's a part of this. How much money is being made from these events from the people who are already a part of they able to track it on their side for you as well? That makes the biggest difference, I think, to decide if that's going to work for you. Right. It might be a good fit for introvert Irene. Yeah. Well, by the way, the avatars are fantastic. Thank I just you. <laughs> so cute. Thank you. Well, um, and maybe it's like that that structure for some people that don't usually get out also like that introvert person. Where you know, to some degree. And I, I there's a couple of clients that in years past, I've kind of really challenged them to do that because it does get them out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. and helps them to grow. Um, there are some, however, where it's done the exact opposite because they feel that pressure to be on and they completely forget about being authentic. And so, again, it really is personal. It depends on that person. It depends on their industry because there are some that it's going to help them to really blossom. There are some who are going to retreat and they're not going to do very well in that kind of environment. Mm. Do you think that appearance is part of the networking? Oh, my goodness gracious. Don't get me started on that. Let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, people often forget that that old, you know, it may seem cliche. It may seem like an old kind of thought process. But we make decisions on that first interaction. And if I see someone that doesn't really hasn't taken the time to invest in themselves, what they're saying to me is, I'm not worth you dressing up for almost, if you will. You know what I mean? It's like people will make a decision whether or not they want to do business with you initially by your presentation. Before you open your mouth, you've made a statement. And so I think it is important that people do dress appropriately for the event that they're attending. Um, and, if, you know, at the same time, really always realize that you're always networking. So there was a time I'd run to the store in my old whatever, and um, I, I got caught on that one. I had to run away from a client, like, trying to hide behind things because I didn't want them to see me looking like that. And I made a decision. I will never be in a place publicly that I don't want to be seen because, you know, you miss an opportunity to maybe gain a client or you see a client that has once respected you and now they're like, oh, okay, that's how you really are. And so I think appearance does play a huge role. Yeah, yeah. Huge. so don't go out those days you're supposed to be in the office. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, it's, that's funny that you say that because I struggled that with, with that forever, especially being in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm going from a client to working with teams to then trying to go to a luncheon for networking. And I'm like, okay, either I go mm-hmm. and I am who I am. I know I saw those. Those but are that, amazing. But that is your brand. But it, it, it exactly. And so, but I struggle with it initially because like, for example, when I, 
When I first moved to Arizona and I went to interview for a personal training job, I showed up in my hot pink dress with my little white collar and everyone else walking in, they were in sweats and polos. And I was like, oh shoot, was I supposed to dress like Mm. appropriately? Mm -hmm. And I got the job and they told me that I got the job because I came as a professional, not as a personal trainer interviewing for the job. So I stood out, which was great. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in it every single day and I'm working and I'm, and so sometimes they're but now I take pride in how I match my athletic outfits and what kind of, you know, I mean, there's different ways to be representative, but I, like, I do love to dress up and I love to be out of my sports clothes because I'm in my sports clothes all day long. But if it's a matter of, am I going to be able to attend that or not? Because I can't have time to do that quick change. I'm like, okay, but I'm being authentic. So I'm just going to go as I am. Yeah. And so it, it, but it's tough for me sometimes because a lot of them are professional networking. Mm-hmm. And so I usually have a skirt or something mm-hmm. <laughs> heels in my car that I switch, you know, sw- put on, but I might still have my hair up right. or whatever. I mean, I definitely think it's industry specific. Mm-hmm. And if someone knows you're, if you're a trainer, I want to know that you're a trainer. I want to, you know what I mean? Right. I want to see you in that environment, but it depends, you know, depending on the type of meeting you're going to, sure. there are those times when you probably need to spruce it up a little bit and you can spruce up what you have. It doesn't mean you have to put on a dress. Right. It just means you're not like raggedy, right? You're right. just putting yourself together. They're matching your cute. Right. You know, that's what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't wear the workout clothes. Nobody's supposed to see right, right. pajamas <laughs> yeah <laughs> or the ones that are really really thin and you can really see through them i see i know those come out like, a lot yeah. do yes. that. <laughs> Interesting. Do. um so what else can we think about when we think about networking we've got the appearance what we're saying what we're doing what we're being mm-hmm. what else can we have in mind when we're out there and about should we have materials should we have business cards i think you should have business cards however they're not poker cards meaning you don't just hand them out randomly because someone's there um, someone, this, because of what I do, and I, I don't always tell people to do this, but I do it because I can, you know, kind of lead into a conversation. I had a young guy. I went to an event, um, and he just walks up to me and has me his business card. He says, hey, call me if I can help you. And I said, so how do you know that I need your help? And he stops and is like, uh, <laughs> I said, well, you gave me your card. You made the assumption that I need what you have. So tell me a little bit about what it is that you think you can help me with. And what I was doing is he was a young guy, so I was trying to teach him, and I did. I spent some time talking with him. Um, because we make that assumption not realizing, can I even help you? Do we have anything in common? Should I even be having this conversation? And so have your business cards, but make sure that you're not only giving the business cards to the people that you should be giving them to. You have a reason for it. Even if it's not to do business, maybe it's to make, give them a referral or, or, or vice versa. Um, and then don't just take anyone's card because I'm a firm believer. Once you take someone's business card, you're making a commitment to do something with it. That means I'm going to call you later. I am going to do whatever, you know, I've said I'm going to do. And if I take that business card and do nothing with it, I start that relationship off with a breach of confidence or breach of integrity, rather. And so it's like, okay, take it. If you're going to follow up appropriately, you're going to do what you said you were going to do. But just don't, you know, walk around giving and taking business cards for the sake of taking them. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think people do it just to be nice? I think people do just to be nice. But I, I love being able to, you know, have that conversation and talk to people about, What's the business card really for? You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I tell people all the time, I said, the business cards are expensive. I don't want to take this card if I know I'm not going to do anything with it. So why don't we, you know, we can connect on Facebook or something. And if I see the need, I'll, I'll get in touch with you. But if I know, you know, I'm not going to buy anything at all from this person. There's no person I know that needs what they have. I don't, I'm not going to take their business card. You have a category that goes into maybes. Um, yeah, definitely. We um, have a hot, cold, and neutral um, pile. Hot, cold, and neutral. <laughs> yeah. And um, those are those people that you're just not sure if you need to progress with. And then you're going to maybe have what we call a discovery session to determine that. And you have those questions that so you've you still predetermined. 
Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if it's a neutral and I'm not sure, I want to have a discovery session with them to discover if they're an ideal client for me or if I can help them in a different way. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Again, I'm not going to take a card that I don't do anything with. I so, like how both approaches was to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So with, so with uh, if you take a business card, you're going to commit to do it. Does that mean that you have a process, kind of like you said, the hot, cold, neutral? Absolutely. Like, is there, do you scan them in? Do you keep them in a database? Is there a Oh, we're getting into all the nitty-gritty. Yeah, totally. It's kind of cool. So I do. I have a, um, and you know what? There's so many different ones. I have a CRM that I use. Mm-hmm. I used to use Infusionsoft. They have a phone app. You can snap it in. If you have Evernote, Evernote has a system that will allow you to take pictures of the cards and automatically upload them into a system as well. So I totally agree with that. You have to have a system when you, um, I call it, you know, same place, same thing, same time, meaning you're going to do the same thing with all of the cards you receive at the same time, all, you know, all the time. So there's a process. It's not like I've, I lost it. It's in the bottom of my purse. They go in one little place and they go to the next Yeah, thing. I'm not the best at that. I definitely <laughs> have piles and stacks because I used to have, and I used to be so organized by alphabetical and, yeah. but then they become invalid and then they're old. And so I'm... That's so interesting. So well, you can Perfect. still do them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, so yeah. I was I'm looking at those frame? apps. Yeah, I would say within 24 hours, 48 at the latest. The person who doesn't follow up within 48 hours generally won't. Not to say nobody does, but generally that won't happen. So within that time frame, however, if you have a box of cards somewhere and you're like, oh my god, I haven't called these people in a year, take those cards and do what I call a reconnection week. Call all those people. Say, hey, this is Tish Times. I met you this year. You are on my list. I wanted to reach out to every person that I've connected with this year. Tell me about what you're doing in your business. How can I support you? Is there anyone that you're looking to meet right now? Make it about them. They'll be happy to talk to you. I've mm. never had anyone slam the phone down and go, nope, because you didn't call me. You know, generally, <laughs> generally they're right. still happy to hear from you. Uh, so it's almost like the in, in fresh up and, yes. and re-enlist. I'm always like, <laughs> if I make 50 calls of cards that were really dormant, they weren't doing anything for me, and I get two new clients out of that, it was so well worth my time. Bonus. I wasn't doing anything with it anyway, right? They were already mm-hmm. not clients. It doesn't hurt me to make those calls. So over our last two minutes, what are a couple of things, maybe two things that you can leave people with that actually they can do today? Right. Well, number one, I would say definitely do the reconnection time because I guarantee you, out of all the people who are listening, there's a large majority of people who have that stack, that box, that drawer full of cards that they've not done anything with. Make those telephone calls. I would also say commit to adding what we call revenue generating time to your week, meaning you're taking those cards. You're When you get them, maybe it's Wednesday morning, you make all your follow-up calls or you take an hour each day and all you're doing is your follow-up activities, telephone calls handwritten notes, emails, but dedicate some time to it because if you don't commit to the time, it's never going to open up. You're always going to be too busy. And so if you're willing to do that, all of those networking events that you're going to will be pointless if you're not doing the follow-up work necessary to develop those relationships and take them to the next step. And this takes a lot of dedication. It does. Like there's definitely days that I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. So is it something that working with you will get you on that course and being accountable. Absolutely. For the clients who are doing it for themselves, we literally have accountability calls. We do training around it every single month. Um, And for those who don't want to do it themselves, they call me and we put them in our hands-free follow-up system. So we have people, have a a virtual call center. We have people who are making those calls for you, who are sending out those emails on your behalf, who are sending out those handwritten notes and those gifts on your behalf. So there's no excuse. Either you do it yourself and we teach you how to do it or you let us do it for you. But either way, you are really running your business in a way that you probably had never imagined it could be run. And when's your next clinic? The next clinic is? Is it on the website? It is on the website and I'll give you the date right now. 
Because that and, actually was a, a nice way to engage with the clients right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it because it allows us to have some content, some teaching, but also um, allows us to... All right. To we're going to have to... We're, we're done. We're, we're going to have to go to the website then. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. All and right. I'll see you networking. See you then. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. 